I've been looking forward for this episode as this can help a lot, especially now that we're dating during the pandemic. I have a really special guest, Story Autumn. She's a certified relationship and self-love coach. She helps women break the cycle of toxic relationships by increasing self-love, finding their purpose, and coming up with their personalized dating plan. In addition to offering one-on-one and group coaching services online, Tori leads self-love events where she teaches women how to heal after a toxic relationship and attract a healthy partner. Tori has spoken on podcasts and online events where she shared her expertise in overcoming narcissistic abuse, unhealthy relationships, and attracting love. She has also been featured in various media including Exo Nicole, Tinder, Tribe Global, and Bustle. Welcome to another episode of All the Feels with Gail. If you're looking for a podcast who talks about life experience, self-love, creativity, relationships, well, I think this is right up your alley. I'm so excited to just blabber for hours about anything, everything, or as our title of podcast suggests, All the Feels. Know that here, your feelings are valid. Alright, so why don't we start by introducing yourself? Yes. So, um, hello, my name is Tori Autumn. I'm 27. I'm from Washington, D.C. in the United States. And I'm a self-love and relationship coach. I studied at Life Purpose Institute to become a certified life coach. And from there, I learned the tools to help women attract healthy relationships, but also break free from toxic relationship patterns and increase their self-love. So that's a little bit about me. All right. So how long have you been in this work? I've been doing relationship and self-love coaching for about two years. Whoa. So let's get on the topic because this seems so interesting and I can't wait to learn from you. So what does dating mean nowadays? Yeah. Uh, so dating simply means that you're assessing if this person you met is a compatible match for you. So the two ways that people are dating are in person and online dating And that means that you're actively going out and meeting people or meeting people online and screening them as you would if you were hiring someone for a job, for example. So you're trying to see if your values match up with this person, um, the things that you would not want in your next relationship. You're you're seeing if this person has it or doesn't have that. So. um, So, yeah, it's just it's just uh, assessing if you want to continue a friendship or a long-term relationship with a person that you've met. All right. So how do we know or that if we're exclusively dating with the person or is that different from dating? Exclusively dating and dating, is are those different? Uh, yeah, I would say, yeah, that's a great question. I would say that they're different. So uh, dating exclusively tends to indicate that you're dating one person and that you're you're just really focused on building a connection with one person versus dating. Generally speaking, this could be multiple people you're meeting. Um, this could be texting or going out. With um, so there is really no right or wrong way to, to do it. It just all matters about what is it that you want in your life. And also, again, just trying to figure out if the person I'm exclusively dating or the people I'm, you know, dating, you know, multiple, are they, who is a match for me? It's just really trying to figure that part out. 
All right. So what are the things that usually happen during early stages of dating to say that we're actually dating? Yeah. So um, the early stages of dating. So at first, you're you're you think you both are just trying to learn each other and know each other. You're trying to figure out, does he like me? He's trying to figure out, does, does she like me? Do I like him? And vice versa. And a lot of times, many of us are still healing from our last relationship or last connection, emotional connection that we've had with someone. So it's important to keep in mind that you are just trying to keep yourself on the market, but not rush into anything. So, and another thing that happens during the early stages of dating is just assessing that, you know, nobody's going to be perfect, but if they, if someone aligns with your, the things that you say, yes, this is what I want a next partner, like someone who's loving, affectionate, caring, um, mature, can, uh, deal, deals well with conflict, like any of those things that you have on your list, you know, keep in mind that these are things that you're looking for, but um, things doesn't have to necessarily be perfect. So uh, what I recommend during the early stages of dating are just having a list of things that are are deal breakers for you or, or things or reasons why you wouldn't want to be in a relationship with someone and just kind of keep that in mind so that you won't get yourself stuck in dating the wrong person yeah i also have another question like sometimes during the dating stage we see some red flags like just one red flags do we need to walk away already or how many does it take is there such a rule hmm, that's a good question um i don't think that there's a rule but i think it's just um assessing how you feel so the differences between red flags and deal breakers so red flags are universally bad things <laughs> so that means like most people would say oh if this this person is disrespectful or talks to me in a in a bad way that's a that's a red flag versus your deal breakers are more so like your personal values and your personal beliefs that that depends on an individual so i would say um yeah if if you know for sure that you're talking to some, you're talking to a guy and he uh only mentions sex to you nothing else and you know that that's something that you you don't want a sexual relationship that that would be considered both that would be considered a red flag but also a deal breaker so it just really it depends but i would say um you can you can never have too many red flags because those are universally like more people would agree like no he or she is not the one but deal breakers are um equally as important but you know um those those things could change a little bit more over time as you get to know somebody versus red flags you you're kind of just knowing from the as much as you can from the beginning of the first couple of months that this this isn't the right person for you all right. And how do we know if we're already dating the right person? Mm, yeah. So oftentimes, it's a lot easier to see if you're dating the wrong person <laughs> than it is to see if that you're dating true. the right person. That is true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I would say, first off, think about the last person you were dating. How What went well with that? What didn't work? And, and you know, what would you want moving forward? And, it, and even if this is your first time dating or your first time dating in a long time, think about what would you like to have in the next relationship? 
And of course, going back to, as you mentioned, Gail, the red flags, which are universal signs that, nope, this person isn't for me. But yeah, it's just sometimes we can only go off of our past. I wouldn't focus on your past too much when it comes to dating new people, but I would also take into account what what went well because sometimes we can we have a negativity bias in our minds so sometimes we can only focus on the bad things but i think there's something really great to learn in each relationship and find something that once brought you and your your ex close together like what what are things that you really want and that will help you identify if this person is right for you or isn't right for you All right. And since it's the pandemic, how do we keep the spark alive? Since we can't always meet up or anything, so it's all just talk. And it so happens, sometimes it's just repeated. Like, what's your hobby? What's your favorite color? It just seems like it's being repeated. So how do we, you know, keep the spark alive? Yeah, um, that's a great question. So, yeah, I have a few things in mind. So one, because it we're dating during a pandemic, Like you said, it it does require some out of the box thinking because you're not able to always you may not be able to always see the person you're dating. So um, I would suggest slow dating, which is just my term for taking the time to really talk to someone and getting to know them for a couple of weeks and, and seeing and see and trying to gain a physical connection first instead of the. I'm trying, I'm sorry, trying to gain an emotional connection instead of a physical connection. So even if you've already met this person in person, but you can't see each other, um, you know, think about having FaceTime dates or think about, um, you know, just different things that you would really like to to have a great conversations about or, you know, meeting their meeting their friends or. Um, if you're long distance, think about different ways you can nurture each other and things that you would like to do when you are going to meet with a, with that person. Another thing is just trying to choose a small goal that will help you both move into the right direction. So um, even though this extra time of not being able to see people in person could be used for, you know, other things like self-improvement or keeping yourself productive, you can take this this time during this pandemic as permission to to find different ways to make your life easier and fun so that when you do when you are able to spend a lot of in-person time with that person and and go out on dates you already kind of have a you you already have your own goals in mind so that you won't uh be giving too much of yourself to someone i do think that one of the common mistakes i see with people who um are people pleasers like they tend to they have a hard time saying no to people is that they give all of themselves away too fast their time their money their energy uh physical things like their body that they that they really didn't want to do so i think that to have goals for yourself and have goals for the dates that you would like to go to like if you wanted to you know go out to a nice restaurant you can spend time talking about the great meals you want to eat or you if you had a goal for yourself like one Once this pandemic is over, I have five places that I want to go. And that that even though that doesn't seem relative to dating, it actually does help when when you're with someone and, and you see they're able to see that you value your own time. You value yourself. Those things really do help make your dating life more effective and, and create a healthier relationship in the long run.
Yeah, totally. Because a lot of people just, you know, when they find someone, they lose their track of their life because there's too focused on that. And when that is gone, they go downhill in life. So I, this is such a great reminder that we should, you know, go, like, put ourselves first, right? Yes. Before others. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And how soon is too soon to say I love you? Like, do we say that during the dating stage or when, like, you're officially together? Yeah, that's a really good question. So some people do believe in falling in love the first time they meet someone. <laughs> I don't know many mm-hmm. people, but I do. I have I have had clients who have experienced that. Um, I would recommend avoiding the I love you during the first month. If you can make it to two months, the first couple of months <laughs> of, <laughs> of getting to know someone so that you aren't falling in love with the idea of that person, but actually falling in love with how compatible you both are and how you feel and how great you feel about yourself while you're with that person. Um, there's a such thing as dating for potential, meaning like, even though this person isn't right for me, I could see, I can, I could try to make it I could try to make him be that person or he can be that person maybe a year from now. Some that, to me is um, setting yourself up to to not really, you know, like the person you're with today. So I think saying I love you too soon is something that most people should avoid. And that way, even if you do, because um, some people do, you know, feel like they're in love the first month. I think that that is equally important to, to um, honor, but I would just try to, try to hold out on, on that on strong language and, and long-term commitments until you spent a couple of months with that person and you and you also can see the things that you do not like about that person because everyone's going to have something they don't like about their partner whether they're the perfect one or not so all right and do you suggest dating potential like dating in potential because i've heard of this and I used to do the same, like, I was always understanding of my boyfriend and I was trying to correct him in some ways because that's how I want him to be or that's for that's for his best, something like that. And that relationship went down. So I was just curious, like, do you suggest dating in potential or just dating the person that you see, like, how he is already? I would suggest um dating the person for who he is or she is because if put yourself in in that person's shoes let's say someone was dating you for potential um you will have to deal with someone constantly trying to change you constantly trying to find ways to get you to do what they want them to do so that they can feel better and it's not really allowing both people to be authentically themselves because they're they're more so in love with the future than they are with right now so right now gets pushed aside a lot and and it's harder to have healthy boundaries it's hard to have good communication when when you're just thinking about in the future this is going to be my husband even though (laughs) even though he's always you know putting me last and I'm always putting him first things like that um dating for potential I would try to avoid but sometimes it is important to know that sometimes people uh date that person and and people change over time and so sometimes we're not even aware that we're dating for potential but once you start realizing that you're saying things like 
if he shows me more attention, then I'll stay with him. If you're making if then statements, that that's most likely dating for potential. So just think about how you say things, how you feel, but most importantly, assess where your relationship is right now. That is so well explained. Thank you. And not that we're promoting or I'm promoting that we should do this, but when should you hold hands or kiss on a date? Yeah, that's a really great question. I would say that it depends on your comfortability with that person. So there, there is no formula for how many dates you should wait before being affectionate. Um, but I always recommend understanding how emotionally safe you feel with someone because generally speaking it's a lot easier to have a physical connection with someone than it is to have an emotional connection so try to be aware of how safe you feel with this person and by safe I mean like if you know that you want to be in a relationship instead of having casual dating experiences with someone think about is this somebody I can see myself with does he or she um have a lot in common with me do we do we fit well when i spend a night over his or her house does it do we fit well together like looking at things like that um are are good so so yeah like i said there there's there is no certain time like in terms of numbers but i would say just just really being aware of how comfortable you feel with that person well, yeah, that's it for our dating tips. And I always ask my guest here, what are two life advice you can give to our listeners? Oh, yes. Okay. The first one, since I'm a self-love coach, I have to say self-love. <laughs> so loving yourself it will help you attract the right partner and healthier relationships in all areas of your life. So please prioritize that. And the second one, um, that I've actually heard from another relationship coach and I love it and I teach this as well. It's not always who you date, but how you date that can make the difference. So sometimes it is, sometimes we meet some crazy people, but <laughs> sometimes sometimes <laughs> if we don't recognize the unhealthy patterns we're doing in a relationship, that can make the relationship unhealthy. So um, yeah, it's not always who you date, but how you date that can make a difference. So Gail, I just want to thank you so much for inviting me on your podcast. Yeah, this means so much. Thank you for this opportunity and being mm -hmm. in my podcast. But I actually have one more question before you go. Yes. Like, what is it? Do you recommend girls making the move first or just guys making the move first? Oh, yeah, that's a great question. So I would say that generally speaking uh women who are in um heterosexual relationships are taught that men should always make the first move men should do this and we're kind of taught to just keep waiting and waiting for men to do stuff and and that kind of sets us up unfortunately to always wait for a man so i would say that if if you're a woman who is interested in a guy, go for it. The The worst that can happen is he says no. But um, just like in business, like I'm a business owner. What I would, for me, people are always going to tell me, no, I don't want to uh, have, hire you as a relationship coach or no, I'm not ready yet. Or yes, 
yes, I would love to have hire you as a relationship coach. So you kind of have to get used to attracting and repelling. So attracting the right type of guys and and repelling. So if someone says no, I wouldn't take it personal. I, I would be detached to the outcome um, and just but yeah, I would say if if you're a woman who wants to who wants to talk to a guy who you who you really feel like is is worth a shot, give it a shot because a lot of men that I interview have said that they love 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 when women come and approach them. <laughs> We're in a you know different, more co- progressive society now, um, so there's nothing wrong with going after your man. <laughs> Definitely. All right. Thank you for that. And before you go. Can you share your social media account so people can find you and follow you? Yes. So uh, my Instagram is Tori Autumn Coaching and my Facebook is Tori Autumn. And on both of those social media profiles, you'll find uh, free resources. I have one that uh, has a healthy, it's a free guide, free checklist on attracting a healthy relationship. So go download that. And my website is tautumncoaching.com. I also have more free resources there. All right, I'm gonna go and check on that list also. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Gail. Have a nice one. Make sure to follow this podcast so you don't miss out on new episodes. Talk to you soon. <laughs>